Welcome back to the first episode of 2024. And I'm going to be totally honest. I cannot believe that this podcast is still going. So in total fairness, because I'm having another baby and I was thinking, you know, recording with a kid is really hard. Recording with two kids is probably really harder. Just from a noise standpoint and finding a clear space in the room to begin with. And I thought maybe I'll do a big break or take some time. And then the thought of that kind of made me sad and I got extra motivated and recorded so many amazing interviews last month. And what I'm gonna do is go back to bi-weekly and I'm gonna save some new ones for when I'm off, which will be April for I don't know however many months. And then we'll do some highlight repeats because we have so many amazing guests and maybe some shorter ones, but we'll try to keep some new content going because I just love doing this. And a huge part of it is the reviews and the feedback and the people on Patreon. So if you love the show and you also wanna continue the motivation to keep this going because it's gonna wane during the new baby time, that's for sure, uh, please do leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. And the Patreon is in the link in the show notes and also in the link on the Instagram, which is Trail Running Women Pod, which is the most basic thing you can do is join us on the Instagram at Trail Running Women Pod because that's where I put out questions for guests and all sorts of fun things. So thank you guys for your support. And I beg you, if you're new, to come join us there and offer your suggestions of guests, of ideas, of all of that sort of thing. So 2023 was pretty wild. Uh, I was looking back actually and I started the year with a solo cast last year as well about my experience at one year sober. So the question is, two years later, am I still sober? Yes. Am I sort of cheating because I'm pregnant? Also yes. So it was funny because I went through the year and then I remember last Christmas wondering like, I kind of thought I would do this for a year, I'm going to keep going. And everything felt so good that I just wanted to continue and it was easy. And then I had goals of running a faster road marathon. And I thought like, there's just no point in working hard and messing with that with something that I don't super need. And that maybe after the marathon, I would not care as much or alter my goals or whatever it be. And one of the things is just, there's no point in thinking that far in the future. But when I was thinking about like, do I want to have a drink today in the spring? The answer was always like, no, I want all of my efforts to go to this marathon and I'm having just as much fun without it and sleeping better and all of the things, like there's just no need. And then we got to the marathon and instead of deciding to drink again, I decided that I needed another kid. And we were very fortunate in that that all happened quite quickly. The main thing I realized throughout the summer, which was actually leading up to running these races and being pregnant and not as much around that, was that most of my friends were in the postpartum phase. And what really surprised me was how social running really is for me. And I didn't realize that. Well, I knew it, but I didn't maybe no to the extent because I love to compete and I love to push my body and I love that part in races so much. But preparing for the races without your 
like, and I've said this before on the show, like literally there might've been six to eight people that all had babies without your core group of training partners was not the same. I didn't have the same level of excitement for it because going out and saying, okay, I have a 45K day today by yourself is not nearly as fun as planning a really cool route with somebody else. And again, it's very fortunate to have somebody else that you could run 45K with, but quite often it would also look like this person that's a really good friend is gonna run 10K and then I can do another 10K by myself and then meet another friend. And all of those people were kind of in the same stage of life uh, where they couldn't run to that degree. So that was a really interesting change for me. And yeah, I think like it would never take away, it would never be so much impact, the social side not being what it was, that it would take away from me wanting to do the races, but it altered what my goals were, I think a little bit. And I think instead of just being like, oh, I want to have a fun race on the calendar, so I'm going to put this one on, it would be more like, oh, I definitely want to do 100 miles in Europe. And that goal and that kind of terrain and going somewhere new in that destination might overpower the fact that like maybe I've got to do some of these long runs on my own and this is more of a personal goal again, if that makes any sense. But it's kind of fun how the sport can still mean a lot to you, but you sort of have to shift what stage of life you're in and how you want that to look. So uh, that was kind of the personal side of it. And then if we look at the podcast, um, we had so many great episodes. Uh, We started off the year with Laura Green, which was so much fun. So we chatted about her life running and why she started her Instagram, where she continues to put out amazing Um, episodes or sorry little videos that really call attention to all the ridiculous things that we do. We spoke to the people that did the Boston to New York trek which I still think is amazing. So we had Marielle and a couple others that ran that and that was a really big highlight. We had Teresa who ran her road marathon and then her next race was Hurt 100. It was her first trail race, which is so cool. And I love that because we do talk about trying to build up properly, but sometimes it's just so fun to just go crazy and see what you can do. And I've continued to talk to her and she's been really great. We had... Melissa, who was such a sweet guest, who wrote a book about how she just didn't finish the races that she signed up for. And we hear a lot of really amazing athletes that are naturally talented. And it is so fun to just hear from people who are just putting in the training and loving it. And it doesn't always work out the way that it's supposed to. Uh, One of my favorite guests actually was Lauren, who I've also stayed in contact with, which is always such a bonus of the podcast, is that I get to become friends with these people because when we're having these conversations you learn so much about them that you feel like you can't just not talk to them anymore Uh, and Lauren is also local to um, Vancouver and is so fast but she talked about her life and hitting rock bottom and then turning it around to being just an absolutely outstanding athlete, coach, and mom. And her and I chatted for so long that I actually split it up into two episodes, which was really fun. Uh, We also had Alyssa Clark on quite a few times, sometimes to just hear about what she does 
for racing and running because it's always something wild. And she also filled in for Tori on some trail tips episodes. So all of those trail tips episodes having Alyssa were really fun. Who else did we chat with? We had Callie who was so big on Instagram right now because she lost 200 pounds and then ran a 240 mile race, but she continues to run ultras but push body image positivity and talks about the mindset and motivating others to get outdoors and she is just so much fun to follow along on Instagram Um, as well as on the kind of the flip side of it we had Jeremy who is just like I remember she talked I think that was back in May it's funny trying to remember all these things but I know she really improved her marathon time by hours and she sort of talked about just like pushing her head through a brick wall or something to that degree and how it just took so much work to get to where she wanted to go and I kind of like that too because sometimes the fast runners they talk about how they work hard but it almost feels like I don't want to say easy for them because I know it's not but it really felt like she knew she was like pushing past a barrier and it was inspiring to think like you can break down that wall and she was actually really inspired inspired not expired by kelly who was the head coach of the badass lady gang or still is who i used to listen to her podcast run selfie repeat and she was so fun and that was like talking to a celebrity i felt like um we also had sam who really opened up about feeling like a slave to strava i believe that episode was called and that one resonated with so many of you i couldn't believe the amount of messages that were like yeah I do not follow my coach's instructions if I feel like I need to show off in Strava or whatever it is. And so liberating when you finally are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. I, and I think I told the story on the podcast too of like a road running athlete not understanding the terrain that we run in as trail runners in the North Shore at all and like wondering if I was injured because one of the paces was so low. And I'm like, no, it just took half an hour to go one mile at one point because we were kind of like scooting butt scooting across the cliff uh and when that freedom of like who cares is gone it's so nice it's just also getting older I guess who else did we chat with we had Jenny who had her western states debut and did absolutely amazing huge shout out to Jenny and one of the things I love about Jenny Quilty is she always is there to uplift other female runners and I think her enthusiasm is so contagious and anybody that knows her or is coached by her around here definitely has that like same same feeling um we spoke to Anne Marie and she talked about running as a widow and trying to create a place where young widows can like connect over running and we actually have spoken to a lot of people who run kind of through grief but we hadn't spoken to anybody who lost anybody so young like a lot of it was parents um so hearing kind of her story about her husband dying suddenly and she was actually out on a run was just another one where you can only be so thankful that people are willing to share what they share and actually no well you know what we'll get into that a bit after I have more more to talk about people sharing then Kelsey who talked about real depression post-race also a huge outpouring from you guys after that um and I'm going through these so you guys if any of them you're like you missed them or you want to go back maybe they resonate with you now 
but she talked a lot about post-race blues becoming real depression and how to get through that and a lot of people did reach out about that after that that is a common thing we talked to robin who was training for her first 25k and accomplished it and then ended up having a sar rescue and kind of the safety side of things and we had scott scott was what was his title called something just about loving running and he was so lovely to chat with and he's another person that's like continued to follow up with wonderful comments on Instagram and he was recommended by so many people and it was like you know what there's not any particular event sometimes people like this person won this race and you should speak to him that wasn't what it was it was just like this guy is going to leave you with a smile and he did who else do we chat with? Priscilla, who I'm really excited to see what she does this year. So if you want to have a fan of some, be a fan of someone, Canadian runner Priscilla, she's going to do some amazing things this year. Other person we have to watch is Millie. So Millie was a more recent episode who is training for the London Marathon and she is an amputee from the thigh down on one of her legs. So she lost her leg in 2017 and now she's training and you can follow her on, on Strava where I do too and her Instagram is awesome and then yeah that brings us to like this year Katie and Peter attempting to run 100 miles as friends which is challenging and then is that there somebody in my house or my dog is sounding like a human both creepy uh then we have Kaz who was a performance psychologist and that was just a couple of weeks ago and everybody said oh I just loved that English lady that you just had on the show and you never know what sometimes I think episodes are amazing and then I don't get the same feedback um and this one I had so much fun editing it and listening back so I was hoping I was going to get that feedback so I was really excited when I'm continuing now people that one was only a week ago continuing now to have people reach out and tell me that they were really impacted by that one so that one was cool and then the final episode was Finn who is the host of the Single Track Podcast, and he was just awesome. He was just really smart, and sometimes you just have a conversation with somebody where you're like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing, and he has some really great takes and input, and what's the word I'm looking for? I guess another word for takes, just points of view. Uh, so I just kind of enjoyed chatting with him. I had a lot of people this year that I could have just grabbed a coffee with and had a conversation, whether it was recorded or not, so I'm feeling pretty stoked that I was able to have that connection with people because sometimes life is lonely. I work from home a bit and, you know, you get kids and things get isolating. So that's such like a bonus part of the show. And people do reach out and say that as well. That they have to go for runs by themselves, but feeling like they have a couple friends in their ear makes it better. So I love that and that people are doing or saying that and that that is the impact it's having. And just on that note, some people, so we get, gave a call out for goals for 2024 or things that you learned. And one of the, and some people just wrote questions, which I also love, for goals for the podcast. And one of the questions is always, not always, but was this time, will you do video? Because it feels like now if you're a podcast that's established, you have to have this video content. And I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of it because... I sort of feel like our conversations, and this is not all of them, but quite a few of them, are very similar to those that you would have with somebody on a run where 
you can kind of ask questions that are a little bit personal or poke at some things and it feels more comfortable for the other person to answer because you're just looking at the forest or looking straight ahead. And I wonder sometimes if I wouldn't get the same openness from people if I was staring at them through a computer screen. And I might be wrong, but, and again, it's not always. Sometimes we were just having a fun conversation about somebody's running and then of course we could, but I do find there is an aspect of openness that comes from just feeling that kind of comfort that you're just talking and you don't see an audience or you don't see another person looking back at you. So I don't know. That's something I'm going to look at. Um, Other goals for the podcast, I think, are just to keep it going and have as much new content through maternity leave as I can. And there will be a break. There has to be in order for me to do everything well. And that includes keeping my time for the new baby, my current child, and also then my coaching athletes, which will take priority over new content for a while. But We have so many amazing episodes and so many new listeners that we can definitely find some cool old ones to repost. And then I'll do what I can because you just don't know, right? You can't really, which really is hard for me, but you can't plan because I might get a baby that sleeps great and suddenly it becomes easy, but I'm going to try and do as many recordings before then as I can for sure. Let's get into some of the things that you guys wrote to us. So it was really fun. I put out a kind of note on Instagram to see what people learned and what their goals were. And then I also said like, go ahead and DM me if you don't want yours out there. And that's kind of a, it's a funny thing. I can totally understand. There's some that I'm like, yeah, for sure. So I won't read the names of the ones that were DM'd of course, because they did that for a reason. But I do find, and this has come up before with guests where they're afraid to say their goal because of the reaction of people. So if I was to say, oh, one day I wanna run a sub three marathon and that's like 15 minutes faster than I've ever done before. There are definitely gonna be people that have comments like, well, that body type or like that's so much like at that age and with that much time to knock off that you kind of have to battle these people that don't believe you can do it. So you sort of wanna keep these goals a secret, but A lot of people, actually one person's goal was even to just like be proud of their goals and you have to believe that you can do it. Um, I think Jeremy spoke a bit about that too. So I always find that's an interesting one. But somebody wrote in the first one, throw away the scale. And I love that. Uh, We've talked about body image so much on this episode, but obviously they just want to keep that to themselves because they want to. And that's totally fine. And so, yeah, I like that idea. I think... The scale is so funny because I could have a day where my clothes fit the same and I look the same and I'm going to go do the same things, but maybe I had like chips and salsa the day before something high sodium or whatever, which probably wouldn't make you gain weight the next day. Like it just wouldn't. One salad doesn't make you healthy equally, right? It's the day after day and the habits that you have. So the next day you might have a different number on the scale which is literally just your relationship with gravity that day and maybe you have more water because of that sodium and it can ruin your day because you can think that you put on weight or whatever it is so sometimes it's just best to not have that option and just live your life because you never know what's going to happen so that was an awesome one 
A um, couple of them that came out front. Susie wrote, I learned I can do hard things. And then in 2024, Trans Rockies, which is awesome. Yes, I know Susie. And she did some amazing things in 2023. And 2004 has a big, huge goal, but is already starting to train for it. So that's awesome. Um, another one that's interesting from Catherine was to have... Um, a lady named Vanessa on the show who I need to reach out to but the latest research on carb intake and racing long days and R-E-D-S so REDS is the syndrome oh my god I can't I don't know what it stands for off the top of my head but it's basically like amenorrhea when you lose your period because you're not fueling well enough for the output that we're doing and there hasn't been actually that much research on it we talk about Stacey Sims all the time but that's kind of the only main one. So yeah, it would be really good to talk to somebody else about where we're at if there has been, even since we started the show, there just hasn't been much research come out in it. Um, Alyssa wrote in, uh, this one I really love. I learned that all of the unexpected twists and turns leads you to exactly where you're meant to be. My goals for next year are to put my best foot forward at my goal races and believe I belong. Yes. Oh, and I think Run Candice Run would be a great guest. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead and ask her to come on the show because I think I asked once and I got no answer. So let's gather a troop to go ask. I think that one is so fun, especially for people, again, like me, who want to have all these plans and be like, oh, yeah, I figured it out. This is how it's going to work. And I just really believe that sometimes you just have to trust that things have a way of working out and... Maybe we don't know the best way and you just sort of have to take the unexpected twists and turns, like she says, because that's where the fun is and just enjoy the ride. And then you are going to end up, like she said, where you're meant to be. And I sort of feel like that with a few things in my life right now where there's a lot of unknown and I want to plan the outcome and I can't. So I just sort of have to I don't know, I guess we're going to get spiritual, just do the right thing every day, like treat people well and hope that it all comes back in a positive way for whatever else is supposed to happen too. We had another ask for a guest, somebody who talks a lot about um, grief and miscarriage on their profile, and we have already got that in the works. So thank you for that one. So this one was an interesting one because we had somebody put out that this was their goal and we had like two private DMs on this. So working on the mental game after a DNF for next season and that is so big and the other kind of like parts that were very similar to that was just people saying like believing that I am meant to be at the race when I didn't finish it the year before and feeling like a shame around that. Um, and that people might recognize me as someone who didn't finish, which is so interesting because I can totally see how that would happen. And yet people are so consumed in their own race that they probably don't even know you didn't finish. And yeah, it's just not, I don't, I think that's just, it's so internal and we just assume, we just project it onto other people. And I can tell you, I've been to a million races and I've never looked at somebody and wondered if they DNF the year before or knew that they did. Or if I knew that they did, I knew it was the right decision for them because there is 100% a time in a long distance race where that's the right decision for your body and your health and for that day. And things just have to go right and they don't always. And everybody DNFs, especially the best in the world. But 
the mental game is such a great goal because there's so many aspects to it. There's also like, we talked a lot this year about the comparison over last year and how you felt. Um, and I actually had that, which I didn't really clue into until now with the, the marathon and knowing like, oh my God, I felt better at this portion or I felt worse at this portion. And yeah, the mental game is, is tough. And I think that is a really important thing to be working on no matter what and sort of pinpoint, maybe work backwards, like find what your goal was and work backwards until you get stuck on why you DNF'd and like how to fix that while still covering all of the regular bases. Anyways, I won't get into all of that, but that was an interesting one. This was a personal DM. Again, a lot of the personal ones are were about body image and stuff. Wear what I want to wear to races and not care if anybody's looking at me. I'm going to go ahead and assume that person might live in a hot place and wants to just join the sports bra squad, which I love too. So yeah, go out there, do it. Another private one was think more positive thoughts when I'm out running and people drive by. And so that's very vague, but I know what that person's talking about too. And that feeling of like, oh, that person's thinking I'm like not running well, or that person's thinking I'm running slow. Like it's so easy to just put yourself in this negative trap as well. Um, So yeah, just thinking the positive thoughts. And maybe that person, if it's me driving by you, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous you're running and I'm not in a car. So maybe we can just swap that right around to gratitude. And then Holly, who is a local and a friend, run her first ultra in almost six years and also be her first postpartum race as a mom, which is so sweet. So yeah, she's going to do a rad ultra with a baby waiting at the finish line. And that is going to be epic. And I would love to do that race with you, but I'll have like a three week old, old baby. And there probably is, you know, a boundary where that's not a great idea. I'm kidding. It's hundred percent not a good idea. I'm not for that at all. I will be at home in my bed, hopefully watching trackers and then looking at videos Definitely then when I see finish line pictures, I will be sad. And then Ellie, who I actually just spoke to, boundaries are important for goal achievements and respect. Finish my 50K strong and keep getting stronger to keep my big mileage dreams going. So boundaries are important for goal achievement and respect. We had this episode. She's referring to things that people tell women who run. And it's so funny. It's not funny. It is, but it's not actually. But just like, oh, it's dangerous. And oh, you look different than I thought you'd look if you were a runner and all of these things. So that episode was one of those people where we just chatted and it was really fun. And I think you guys are going to enjoy her. Yeah. The other goals, just a couple of people saying first hundred miler and 200 first hundred Ks. And then one that I really liked, and those ones are awesome. Don't mean to breeze over those, but like, yeah, get your goal race. It's been, the 100 miler has been on the schedule for this person, it sounds like for three years. So finally, here we are. It's the year to do it. You know what? I'm just going to throw Katie in that. And I'm going to say she's going to finish bare this year. That's my goal for her. My personal goal is a sub 90 minute half marathon, which may or may not be 2024 because I'm going to be postpartum. So mine also is going to be not to be in a rush and just enjoy with quotations, the baby time, but realize that I know how fast it goes and just, you know, hang out. And when I'm ready to do that half and start training for it, I will. And that might be 2025, but that's okay. Um, And then 100Ks, yes, my favorite distance. So way to go. Excited for those people to get them. And I think that's it. 
I think we'll stop there because every we've got a few more, but those were kind of the main ones and the other ones all kind of fall under this theme of like people doing hard things and new distances, but equally finding a balance in kind of like respecting themselves and not being too hung up. So my goal for all of you guys is to just have fun. So I really hope that everyone can find the joy in running and it sounds cheesy but the gratitude is important because when you are out there and you're struggling on a long run my favorite thing to do in a long race when I want to get to the finish line is to think about myself my future self at work at a computer dealing with distractions and problems and wishing that I was out in the pain cave in the mountains. So go ahead and give that a try and just enjoy the party. So thanks again to everyone for an amazing year. As always, if you have guest recommendations, trail running women pod on Instagram. My goal is to have everybody that listens to this, go follow us on that on Instagram. That's my goal. Make it happen for me, guys. You can do it. And if you have a cool name for a boy, a baby boy, send that too, because that is so hard to find. Like Baker was a sweet name. I don't know if I can do that again. And yeah, here we go. We're doing another year. We've committed. So thank you again and have an amazing year. <laughs>